Welcome to Science and Shit, the podcast where I show you how a healthy gut leads to a happier life. I'm your host, Michelle Casey. I'm a functional health coach who specializes in all things digestion, from heartburn to IBS to autoimmune inflammatory bowel disease, I've seen it all. I've spent the last eight years in private practice helping people with chronic illness reverse their symptoms and live their best lives. In this podcast, you will get empowered about what you can do to impact your health naturally. I'll help you sort through the information overwhelm to figure out what's relevant to you. If you want a holistic, scientific approach, you've come to the right place. All right, first things first, if we're going to talk about holistic health, we need to first acknowledge that white supremacy and colonization has wiped out much indigenous wisdom all over the world and has led to gross disparities in equity and healthcare access. The Aina, or land, on which I live and work is located in the Ahupua'a, or subdivision, of Koloko, in the Moku district of Kona, on the Mokupuni island of Hawaii, in the Pai'aina nation of Hawaii. I recognize that Her Majesty Queen Liliuokalani yielded the Hawaiian kingdom and these territories under duress and protest to the United States to avoid the bloodshed of her people. I also want to acknowledge that the Hawaii that we enjoy today was very much shaped in a holistic and sustainable way by many generations of indigenous Hawaiians and Polynesian people. For these people and for this work, I express my deep reverence and gratitude. Mahalo nui loa. It's important to recognize and acknowledge the history of the land that we live on Even though you or I may not be directly responsible for the harms done to Native peoples, all of us non-Natives who live in the United States directly benefit from this harm. If you want to learn more about the land you are on, you can start by entering your zip code at the Native Land website at native-land.ca. Now let's jump into today's episode. Let's get this party started. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. In this episode, I am going to be introducing you to the get your shit together system that I use with all of my clients. And you'll actually have an opportunity to do a little homework. I know it's only episode two. I'm giving you homework already. (laughs) It's all happening. Um, You'll actually have the opportunity to rate yourself in each of the different nine steps of the get your shit together system. So what you'll need for this little mini workshop that we're about to embark on together is in the show notes, you'll see a link where you can enter your email address and get the worksheet for this episode emailed to you immediately. So go ahead and do that. You'll also need something to write with. And if you want to do the extra fun bonus, you can get some colored pencils or markers um, or highlighters like a a red, yellow, and green would be the best combo for this particular episode. All right, so I'll give you a minute to gather your materials, get that all sorted out, and without further ado, let's dive in. So the first thing that I want to say about these steps is that they're in a particular order for the podcast. And for some people, 
you may find that you're stronger in some areas than others, right? That's very normal. They're not necessarily linear. So what will happen in the rest of this season is I'll actually dive into these different pillars, these different steps, and give you some action items that you can work on to um, improve in these different areas of health. But if you, you know, out of the nine steps, if you're like, hey, I really need to start at step seven, you'll be able to jump in and um, just do that. All right. And then let's talk about the rating system for just a minute. So for each of the nine steps in the system, there are three sort of action items or habits or things that you can check off. If you are solid with all three of them, if they're all, you know, habits or part of your regular health routine, then you'll get, you know, three out of three or a hundred percent, right? And you'll color that area in green if you're doing the colors. If you have one or two, you'll color that in yellow, right? So that's like needs work. If you have zero, then you can color it in red or pink, whatever highlighter color you have, right? And then obviously, if you're doing a number scale instead, if you don't have colored markers, I'm sorry for you, but you can do this with numbers as well. You would be zero, one, two, or three. All right, let's dive in. So step number one in the Get Your Shit Together system is prioritize nutrient density. Now, that sounds kind of fancy, and it's really not. It just means that the majority of the food that you're eating is very nutrient dense, right? Which can be distinct from uh, being calorically dense, but not always. Um, For example, something like uh, chicken liver is going to be very nutrient dense. Something like potato chips are very nutrient poor. Does that make sense? So the three aspects to rate yourself on here, one, do you understand your unique nutrient needs? And that could be macronutrients, right? Like carbs, proteins, fats. Do you feel better with less carbs, more fat, less fat, more protein, different types of carbs, right? And micronutrients, for instance, if you live in the Northern Hemisphere and you don't get a lot of sunlight, maybe you know that you're deficient in vitamin D, right, from your recent blood test or something like that. So do you understand your unique nutrient needs? Do you understand which foods contain those nutrients? That's the second aspect. Like when I say carbs, do you know what foods contain carbohydrates? Do you know which foods contain vitamin D, right, those types of things? And then number three are you eating a diet comprised of at least 80% of those foods being nutrient dense and customized for you? So could be 100%, right? You could be eating 100% nutrient dense customized diet. That's great. But at least 80% for optimal health, right? And you can do that 80% of each plate, 80% of the meals during the week, right? However it works for you in your brain to structure that. But the three areas, again, number one, do you understand your unique nutrient needs? 
Number two, do you understand which foods contain those nutrients? And the third is 80% or more of your food nutrient dense and customized for you. So give yourself a rating there. Again, zero out of three, one, two, or three if you're using numbers, or red, yellow, or green. Red is zero, yellow is one or two, green is all three. Okay. Step number two to getting your shit together is to eat mindfully. Now, if you've been following me on social media for any length of time, you've probably heard me talk about this before, but the first aspect of eating mindfully is to sit down and eat in a relaxed state. That means we're not eating in a car, we're not eating standing over the kitchen sink, and we're not eating when we're in a fight with our spouse, (laughs) right? We're sitting down and we're eating in a relaxed state. The second aspect of eating mindfully that you're going to rate yourself on today is to chew each bite thoroughly. So that's approximately 30 chews per bite, might be something more like 50 if you're eating steak. And then the third aspect, do you enjoy and savor your food? Do you actually let yourself enjoy what you're eating? Do you eat foods that you enjoy, right? This does not have to be at odds with prioritizing nutrient density, P.S. These can work together. So again, the three aspects are sitting down, eating in a relaxed state, chewing each bite thoroughly, enjoying and savoring your food. Go ahead and give yourself a rating there, zero to three or red, yellow, or green. Step three in the get your shit together system is fortify your gut. We're actually getting your shit together, right? So how do you do that? Again, I'm going to dive deep into all of these in future episodes, but for today, the areas to check in and rate yourself on are one, are you working to reduce or stop the damage that might be happening to your gut, right? Are you avoiding foods that you know cause gastrointestinal distress, for instance? Number two, do you eat probiotic foods or do you take a probiotic supplement? And number three, which may be at odds with uh, some of the advice you may have been given. I know for me, when I was in the bodybuilding world, we were taught to eat small meals frequently throughout the day, but it turns out that's not the greatest for digestive health. So do you give your digestive system a break by waiting four to five hours in between meals? So again, I'll talk more about why and how and all of that, but right now it's just yes or no. And again, remember, we're just putting our scientist goggles on. We're just gathering data. This is not an indictment on you. You're not a good or bad person if you get a good or bad, you know, these aren't even a good or bad rating. It's just a number or a color, right? Okay, so again, rate yourself zero to three or red, yellow, or green. Do you, or are you reducing or stopping damage to your gut? Do you eat probiotic foods or take a probiotic supplement? 
And number three, do you let your digestive system rest for four to five hours in between meals? Okay. Step number four, test and assess. Don't guess. So I'm going to talk a lot more about functional labs as we go through this season and probably this entire podcast. And I run a lot of functional lab tests on my one-on-one clients. But did you know that you can actually look at your regular blood work that you get at the doctor's office every year through a functional perspective? So the ranges that the labs use are based on the average of the population in your area, which is why sometimes you see different lab ranges from state to state. Um, They're also based on when disease can be diagnosed. And when we're looking from a functional perspective, we want to look for function and dysfunction before it gets to that disease state right? So the ranges are narrower. So the first aspect of this step, test and assess, don't guess, is do you understand what functional lab tests are and what functional ranges are? Number two, can you interpret your own blood work or do you have someone on your healthcare team who can interpret your labs from a functional perspective? again, with those narrower ranges. The third aspect is all about retesting. So do you retest at regular intervals? If you have no known health conditions, this may be as simple as going and getting a physical annually and getting your blood drawn. If you're trying to track, however, something like an autoimmune disease, you may want to check in on antibodies more frequently. If you had a test that showed some type of infection and you did a treatment for that infection, whether that was antibiotics or you self-treated at home with bioceutical supplements, herbs, things like that, did you retest to make sure the infection was cleared? And then the other thing to retest, obviously, are any other markers that are specific to you, right? Like blood sugar, A1C, things like that. So again, the three places to rate yourself here on step four are, do you understand what functional labs are and what functional ranges are? Second, can you interpret your own or do you have someone on your team who can interpret your labs from a functional perspective? And three, retest at regular intervals. If you do all those things or have all those things, give yourself a three or color it green. If you have one or two, it's a yellow. If you have zero, it's a red. All right, step five to getting your shit together is to identify and remove stressors. No, unfortunately, I cannot remove your annoying coworker. (laughs) But that's a stressor, right? We have external stressors, and a lot of them take the form of relationships, people, work stress, financial stress, right? Oh, I don't know, living through a pandemic, etc. So sometimes the actual stressors aren't anything that we can control, but 
the first place to look here, the first place we're going to rate ourselves for this step is, are we getting regular coaching or therapy or support as needed to help manage that stress, to help manage our relationship to those stressors? The second place to look is more internal, right? Do you have practices or habits in place to support your central nervous system? Do you help your nervous system switch into a parasympathetic mode regularly? And if you don't have any idea what that means, you're probably not going to get that point today. But again, we'll talk about that going forward. A couple of different ideas that I want you to start thinking about are inflammation or infections. So again, if you have some kind of infection, whether that's a gut infection or Lyme disease or a chronic viral load, right? Are you reducing exposures? Are you getting the treatment that you need? Are you um, working to avoid things that trigger a recurrence of those symptoms or and or are you trying to reduce sources of inflammation? Because internal stressors can cause a stress response and make it much harder for us to deal with external stressors, right? If we're in chronic pain or if all of our resources are being diverted to you know, fight off an infection, that's going to be stressful, right? That's stressful for your body. So are you working to reduce sources of inflammation and infection? Are you taking those actions? All right, so to recap here for step five, are you getting regular coaching, therapy, or support as needed for stress management, yes or no? Do you support your central nervous system and have habits and practices in place to get parasympathetic? And are you working to reduce sources of inflammation and infection? Go ahead and give yourself a rating here, zero to three, or red, yellow, or green. All right, step six in the Get Your Shit Together system is supplement to support. So a lot of people, a lot of very health conscious people are taking a lot of supplements that they don't necessarily know how to assess or vet to see what the quality is, right? And because supplements are outside of any government regulatory body, there aren't a lot of industry-wide standards. And so it's kind of hard to tell sometimes, right? So do you understand, this is the first place to rate yourself, do you understand how to tell the difference between high-quality supplements and crappy ones? Do you know what to look for? The second place to ask yourself or rate yourself here is, do you know why you're taking each of the supplements that you're taking? And then the third aspect to look at is, do you regularly reevaluate? So every three to six months, are you looking to see, should I just keep refilling this? Is this really, did this supplement do its job? Is it really you know, healthy for me to take three grams of vitamin C every day for years? Like, are you checking in on those things and reevaluating? Or are you just doing the same thing for years and years, have it on autopilot, right? Okay, so again, number one, do you understand how to tell the difference between high-quality supplements and crappy ones? Number two, do you know why you're taking each one of your supplements? And number three, do you reevaluate every three to six months? 
rate yourself here, zero to three, or red, yellow, or green. Okay. Step seven, tailor to your tendency. So this is very specific. I actually mean a specific thing here. I'm obsessed with Gretchen Rubin. If you don't know who she is, um, she's an author. She studied a lot about human behavior and she was writing about habits and came up with this set of she calls them tendencies. They're kind of personality profiles, but there's only four. It's very, very simple, unlike something like Myers-Briggs or, you know, human design, that like someone needs to be certified in it to explain it to you. It's very, very simple and easy to apply immediately. So um, basically what the tendencies are, are there are, they are our ways of interacting with commitments or expectations, whether those are internal or external commitments or expectations, kind of tells us how we like to be held to account, um, what kind of accountability we need. And so as a coach, knowing this information about my clients has literally saved me from burnout. I have all of my one-on-one clients take this quiz. So the first place to rate yourself here is, do you know your tendency of the four tendencies? If you don't, pause the podcast right now, go to quiz.gretchenrubin.com. We'll link to that in the show notes and you can get a point right away, right? And then the second aspect to rate yourself on is, okay, great. You know your tendency. Now, do you understand how to work with it and not against it? So instead of trying to fit yourself into someone else's box, right, are you working with your own superpowers, so to speak, for your tendency? And then the third place to rate yourself, have you set up structures for accountability that work for you in your life? I'm going to dive deep into each of the four tendencies in future episodes, but for now, we're just looking at, do you, again, A, know your tendency, B, do you know how to work with it, not against it, and C, do you have structures for accountability set up that work for you and your tendency? Go ahead and give yourself a rating here, zero to three, or red, yellow, or green. Now for step eight, which is measure what matters. There is so much data out there. There are so many different metrics for our health that we could be measuring. Sometimes it can get a little bit overwhelming. And I have a lot of clients that come to me and they have an aura ring and a Fitbit and they're, you know, trying to track their steps and their calories and all of these things. And not everything is going to be applicable to you, right? So we want to do the bare minimum that's going to get you the results that you need so that you don't get overwhelmed and so that you continue to maintain momentum. So the first place to look here, do you have long-term and short-term goals for your health? Second, have you created milestones, right? Chunked down those goals into smaller milestones that you can actually meet Have you actually set yourself up to win? That is super important for forward momentum and motivation. And then the third place, 
that we want to rate ourselves here? Are we being a scientist? Are we being data driven or are we just using this information to beat ourselves up? Right. Are we just being judgmental on ourselves? So again, do you have long-term and short-term goals? Number one, number two, have you created smaller milestones that you can meet? AKA, have you set yourself up to win? And number three, are you being a scientist and not a judge? Go ahead and rate yourself here. One more step to go. And this is called make it sustainable. And yes, I do mean environmentally sustainable. I'll talk more about the ethical omnivore movement and all of that kind of going forward as well. But specifically what I mean in this step here is about your habits. So number one, have you set up your environment around you to make your habits as easy as possible to keep? That could be your physical environment. That could be your home. That could be your calendar, right? Like have you set yourself up to win? Because number two, we want to use less willpower. So are you relying on willpower or are you setting up your life, your environment, your relationships so that you don't have to use willpower and your environment kind of pulls for like gravity, these habits and these goals getting accomplished. So number two, use less willpower. And number three, assemble your squad. We cannot do this alone, right? We need people around us that lift us up, that help motivate us, whether that's coaches, family members, friends, partners, business associates, colleagues, whatever it is, there are people out there that have similar goals to you and or maybe they don't have similar goals to you, but they can actually hear what you're saying and see the future of you accomplishing that goal. And they'll actually support you in accomplishing that goal versus someone who maybe doesn't have that type of vision and is super negative and is not going to be able to be supportive for whatever reason. Right. I'm not saying cut those people out of your life. I'm just saying they're not necessarily in your squad of, you know, helping you keep your habits going, helping you reach those goals. So how you make it sustainable, one, set up your environment, two, use as little willpower as possible, and three, assemble your squad. Rate yourself on those, zero to three, or red, yellow, or green. All right, so you should have a nice colorful worksheet now, (laughs) or a bunch of numbers on a page, however you did it. Again, none of this is good or bad. This is just information. We're doing science and shit, right? It's cool. It's not moral. It's not good or bad. It's just data. And I am going to show you in following episodes exactly what to do to move these colors up towards green, (laughs) right? To take the actions that are going to support your health and help you get your shit together. 
So I hope this was enlightening for you. I hope that you can go do something nice for yourself now. And thanks as always for joining me and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Science and Shit with Michelle Casey. If you want to stay in touch, head on over to michellecaseynutrition.com slash podcast to get in on all the goodness. I know you have a lot of things you could be doing with your time, and I really appreciate you choosing to spend it with me. If this episode was valuable for you, please subscribe, follow, and share it with your friends and family, and or leave a review as an offering to the algorithm gods. Until next time, be excellent to each other.